This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Relevance and integration back in the world. That's what we're going to be covering today. And I have the amazing Tony Directs, who does video content with me, also does social media yes. content. Yes. Thank you. Does not want to be called an influencer. No, I don't like the word. <laughs> However. Nobody does. Yeah. No influencer wants to be called an influencer. Exactly. Andrea, Andrea Russett's with us as well, who's beautiful. I think Very. she's a, I think she's the prettiest I mean, no and one no, should no, get no, up. Oh my no God. Oh, you're go there with it. But Andrew's very attractive. Wow, All thank right, you. I'll say it. I'll say it. You're <laughs> the prettiest guest we've had on this podcast. You guys. You are, yeah. You guys are just buttering me up so I spill, huh? No. No, we, I mean, uh, literally when you went to the restroom, I said to Tony, I was like, God, she's beautiful. And he was like, Thank yeah, you. she really is. And oh. mind you, we're both gay. So we're just, the fact that you, you. came in and we're both like in awe. Tony, please don't label me. No. <laughs> well, but, thank uh, you. But you're 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 a musician. You create content. Do you like to be called an influencer? I don't, but it's what I am. Why so, don't you like that? I don't know. I feel like it's it has such a bad rep because of certain influencers, like the Jake Pauls of the world. So I don't want to be lumped in with those people, and I also don't want to be in one category because I'm so much more. Mm. Got it. Do, do you feel like because you started doing this about ten years ago? That's when you're, that's when everything built up for you. Yep. And so you've, you've had a huge YouTube. I mean, you have millions of subscribers, your pages get a lot of views. Why do you think people are so attracted to you? I'm still trying to figure that out. No, I think it's because I'm, I try to really be authentic. Like I said to you before this, I'm very open and talk about the good and the bad, where I think a lot of other influencers just try to paint this perfect life, like the aesthetics and like, this is my morning routine, where it's like, if I'm going to do a morning routine, I'm going to roll out of bed at like noon because I'm depressed and just, you know, like be realistic about it. So I think people find that relatable. And what are influencers like? Is it a community of people that like hang out or they, there's like the cool influencers. And then there's like the relevance because re everyone during COVID, no matter what career we've been in, mm -hmm. there's a degree of not feeling totally relevant Yeah, because the phone's not ringing. The deals aren't happening, let's say, or they're happening for other people. And we're going, why aren't they happening for us? Mm -hmm. Have you had that feeling or experience? Oh yeah. And like, even in the YouTube world or influencer world, I typically keep to myself. I don't really hang out with other influencers. I mean, I did like maybe five years ago when I was like freshly 21 and we were all going out doing things. But in the last three years, I've kind of just found my own little bubble. I have like three friends that I keep to. So especially during quarantine and COVID, I definitely struggled with feeling irrelevant and creatively stuck. Like you don't know what to do, but yeah, you just kind of got to focus on creative outlets and get through it. <laughs> yeah. Is, is it, is it hard to, I have to imagine because there's a lot of comparison, a comparison game with looking at YouTubers yeah. and, or people who do social media and they have big platforms. And, and Tony, you have a sizable following and, and you make kind of comedy videos. Like, do you ever find that you, um, like get jealous or you compare? Oh yeah, for sure. There was a time like maybe like two years ago, three years ago, where I was like comparing my stuff to everybody, comparing the deals that I wasn't getting that other people were getting. I was yeah. like, man, like this sucks. Like, why is it that I'm trying so hard? I'm putting so much effort into my videos, but yeah, no one seems to like care. 
Yeah. And there's people who do so little that get big brand deals, which now I look at it and I'm just like, you know what? Everyone's in their own lane. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I always, when I find myself comparing, there's like two things I try to remind myself. One, everybody's on their own timeline, like, mm. and everybody has to trust their own process. If everybody succeeded at once, it wouldn't be succeeding. It would just be like everybody doing the same shit. And then the other thing I try to remind myself is like, nothing is always, nothing is what it seems online. So if somebody's like posting and they they look like they're succeeding and life is so great, mm. there's things behind the scene that you don't see. Facts. So you just kind of got to focus on your own lane, like you said, and just yeah. like, are there best. any examples you guys can think of? Like when you say, uh, because I mean, I guess my brain goes to like, okay, the person who's posting the perfect family mm-hmm. or the perfect, I don't know, skincare routine or whatever yeah. it is. And then, uh, because of their vibe and their energy, people would, I guess, assume that they're really happy. Is mm-hmm. that like behind the scenes, they could be totally upset. Oh yeah. I mean, we've seen it a lot with the ACE family too, which is really big on YouTube. They've had so many scandals about like what's really going on behind the scenes, but in their vlogs on their channel, it's like this picture perfect family and they've yeah. got this beautiful house and cars and it's just not and they're reality. they're called the ACE family? Yeah. Their last name is ACE. I think. And how, how do you think a family like the ACE family got so big? Like why do people care what this family's even doing? It's like what people want for their future. They want the perfect family. So it looks perfect. Like, what is it like nice cars and house and it's champagne problems. And is it relatable? I don't think it's relatable, but a lot of people do because that's what they dream of as their ideal life. Is it like a white family? Um, I think they're mixed. He's, he's African-American and, uh, the girl is, I think I want to say either um, I think she's Latina. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I think she also dated someone who was famous previously. I think I correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was Michael B. Jordan. Yep. Yeah. So she already had got like it. A so it's almost like you get some momentum. Yeah. yeah. See, for me, I just started working on my YouTube channel like a year ago. And I feel like, and I'm 41 years old and I turned 42 <laughs> in September. It's a little, it's discouraging a little bit because I'm like, I feel like I started so late in the game. Yeah. And also, it seems a lot younger. And so I'll see other people in the self-help space, uh, like a therapist who basically critiques, but she's terrible. This YouTube therapist I see is absolutely horrendous. And she's critiquing other therapists who do work on television. And like this lady, I'm like, I would even send like I wouldn't send someone to her for free, but there's like all the kids are like, that's so amazing. And you're brilliant. I'm just sitting there going like, does this lady even have a private practice? But I guess you can kind of make up whatever persona you want. Yeah. Until it gets to the point where you feel inauthentic. Mm -hmm. And then that's probably when creatively you start to collapse. Yeah. Burnout. Have you had that happen where you. Oh, yeah. Well, not not necessarily like the collapse because. I don't think I've ever portrayed myself as somebody I'm not online, thank God. But the burnout, oh my God, yeah. And seeing other people portray themselves as something they're not and then knowing them in real life and just like thinking like, is this what I have to do to succeed? Do I need to like make up this false character? Do I need to do all this just to succeed? Because I don't want to do that. That's not me. Yeah, Tony and I go back and forth because in in the coaching world, it's all a facade, right? So a lot of the biggest coaches, not, not like the iconic legendary life coaches, but in the public eye, I would say social media coaches. Yeah. Um, the majority of them have bought more than half their Instagram following. Like it's obvious to me. Yeah. And they're preaching authenticity and they say, just keep showing up and just do the right thing and don't care about the numbers. And I know that they're full of shit. Yeah. But I keep my mouth shut because I'm like, all right, now I'm going to enter the petty awards, right? <laughs> like, yeah. But my brain sometimes goes like, God, I wish the algorithm just wiped out the bots <laughs> and the fake people I so know. that the world could actually like just see people for who they are. Because the at, I've learned a lot in the last few years, but the everyday person literally just looks at someone's profile and thinks they have millions of followers and millions of people care about them. It's extremely difficult to have that many people actually care about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's incredibly common that people are buying followers, right? I know. And then it's like, it puts this pressure on everybody that like, you don't have this many followers, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. It's like, that's not the case. Is that with your guys' demographic too, that people are buying following and 
Um, I definitely know of people that have bought followers, but I think not so much anymore because you can see the ratio to comments and likes yeah, and all that, that stuff. It's I like, think the adults don't get it in my yeah, business. Like yeah. producers on other television shows, they literally just look at someone's stuff and they're like, they're huge. Yeah. And you're like, dude, like the engagement isn't there. No, or the engagement you look and it's the same comment six yeah. different times. <laughs> that's like in another so language. And then you go to their page and they've never done a post. <laughs> yeah. I find I, I've like, part of me, uh, and this could be, and I don't know why I care. Yeah. Like, but I think because in the, the coaching world and with authors and when we're preaching self-help and be authentic, and then I feel like that's kind of in my world. Like that's yeah. what I've been in for many years. And then when people start to, where I feel I'm like rubbing shoulders and then I want to, I want to say to them, dude, you're not even you're not, you're not being real, yeah. but I don't think that would actually help anyone Yeah, yeah. by me it's doing hard. that. It's hard to keep your, it's hard to bite your tongue. Oh, I know. Trust it. me. I'm like, <laughs> there's so much I could say, but I'm like, just bite your tongue. You know what? At the end of the day, we, I, I truly know when someone's unhappy. Yep. Like I know, I know for a fact, I'm like, they're portraying this image of like, I have this, I have this, my life is great, but I'm like, you're unhappy. Yeah. I know it. Like, I, but then, you know, I'm like, you know what? Take a step back and just, yeah. Cause and that's, for- that's like the bigger issue too. It's like, if, if, like you said, you can tell when people are unhappy because they try so hard to prove that they are happy. Mm. And like, it's not my job to put that on blast or like expose that because they're clearly dealing with things. And if that's the way they cope, then like, they're going to have to figure it out on their own. It's nobody else's job. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You could be cool to come to this group that I'm putting together. I'm putting together a group um, because part of it, well, part of it is getting reintegrated in life, right? Mm -hmm. And, and how do we all get reintegrated? Yeah. How reintegrated are you? Um, I don't go places, but I didn't really go places before the pandemic. So it feels the same? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I'm fully vaccinated now, so I feel comfortable like going to dinner once in a while or going like doing things like this, mm-hmm. but I'm not like going to the bars every night and like going out and doing that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting together this group. Because I was like, it would be cool if I put together a group of people. They just get together. It's like a mastermind at my house. <laughs> and I have, uh, so I have my friend Eureka who's on RuPaul's Drag Race. Richie Jackson does Gaga's Choreo. My friend over at Disney who's an executive, ESPN, um, another like a few other people. And it's just going to be like a two-hour meeting at my house just to connect. Yeah. And where there'll be a topic. And, and everyone just kind of talks about like, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm trying to get to take off. Here's what's not working for me. Does anyone have any solutions? Because sometimes it's really hard to figure out what solution there are to problems that you've never worked before. Yeah. You know, like sometimes it takes that experience. So I may call you up on that and see if you want to swing by for it. Could be cool, right? Yeah, Definitely be the youngest one there. (laughs) I want to know though. I definitely want to know more about you. You said you've been doing social media or you've been on social media for the past over 10 years. Yeah, yeah. What's something that like definitely you've like learned to do and not do and like mm. on social media? Um, I think because I started so young, like I was like 13 when I first started tweeting and all that shit. Um, I learned to not. Well, I just, I guess I never learned to not overshare because I was so young. It's all I knew. And it was like I was on Tumblr telling my deepest, darkest secrets to strangers, you know. Um, so I learned that it's okay to be vulnerable because it helps other people. And I, I like to post things that I wish I would have seen when I was younger and confused or trying to figure myself out. So I learned that it's okay to be vulnerable online. And the thing I learned to not do over the years is respond to the negativity, like the hate comments. Mm. Cause it's just, it's never about me. If somebody's commenting something negative, like totally out of pocket it's about them and it's projection and 
interacting with it is only going to make it worse. Was there a point where you ever got like a lot of hate? Thankfully, I've never like, I mean, knock on wood, I've never been like canceled or exposed. I mean, I've gotten hate for things, but it's like pretty small things. But yeah, I've gotten pretty lucky where I just keep to myself, man. I'm low key. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want good. the drama. <laughs> but don't you think, though, that the bigger the career gets for you, that then it becomes more of a target? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with going into music now, I'm fully prepared for people to not like my music. There's music out there that I don't like. And I just have to remind myself that if I like what I'm creating and I'm proud of it, then it doesn't matter. And if other people like it too, that's a bonus, but I'm doing it for me because it's what I'm passionate about. Right. So how long you been doing music? The last three years. And are you with a label or? No, I'm independent right now, but I have, I only have two songs out. And then I took like six months not releasing anything to kind of figure out my sound and what I really like in music. And now I'm putting out my first song since then this month. And was it scary to get to the point to like start putting out music in in an arena where people are like. Oh yeah. Especially coming from like YouTube where everybody's like, oh, every YouTuber, every TikToker wants to do music. It's like. I was up against all of that and just already not being taken seriously as a musician. So that's why I put the extra work and I did a year of vocal training. I went to like a million writing sessions. I am constantly in the room being a part of every part of the process because I want to be taken seriously. So it was really nerve wracking when I put out my very first song, but did really well. What's the song about? It's called Darkest Hour. It's like about, it's weird. I like spoke it into existence. It's about being in a relationship, but dealing with depression and wondering like, are you going to be there when I'm at my lowest? Mm. And I spoke it into existence. What'd you say? I spoke it into existence because nice. I was in a relationship and that exact thing happened and they weren't there. Oh man. Are yeah. you, I got to ask as well. Are you from LA? No, I'm from Indiana. When like, did you move to LA? A week after I turned 18. It was seven years ago. Seven years ago. Nice. Mm. And yeah. did you, you left right after high school. Uh, I dropped out of high school. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I just kind of dipped. Oh, man. You just like left. You said, you said that like learning uh, kind of the traditional route, if it, if it comes down to, to, to reading what they want you to read and doing essays that you would learn differently by doing it yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I've never learned the traditional way where I like sit down, mm -hmm. write and read. I have to be doing things like physically in front of me to learn and pick that up. So I had trouble in school, but also I went to a private Catholic school. Mm, like me too. uniforms and shit. Yeah. yeah. Uniforms. Ugh. And like being closeted and not understanding my sexuality at that time, it was like so confusing for me. And so I just hated everything about the experience and I just needed to get out of there. Got it. So you had a bad experience in Catholic high school. Yeah. Seems pretty common. I did too. Like I had a class where they would tell you about being gay was a sin. Oh, you yeah. were graded on it. And, yeah. And it was very, it's so, um, it's such a ridiculous environment. Mm -hmm. And then you, you've recently come out that you are attracted to men and women, yes. right? And, yes. and how long has that been? How long have I been out? No, attracted to both. I wish I could be attracted to both. <laughs> no, like you don't. Honestly, like... it's just twice the rejection. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. For come you? on now. Maybe you're, choo maybe you're choosing what's going to reject you. But... I think I am. Wait, no. but, so wait, I'm curious though, because you like men and women, right? Yes. So the fact that you like men, and, and I understand, and everyone says, oh, it's not about the how they look and their yeah. vibe, and it's about their heart. I think there's some of that's just... <laughs> oh, no, I definitely have to be physically attracted right. to them. <laughs> so, like, like, what type, physically a man, like, let's just say you're ultimate. Okay. Phys physically a man, what would he look like? Um... Any Anyone that looks even remotely close to Zayn Malik from One Direction. Wow. Really? I would die for that man. Interesting. She got, She likes kind of, and even though he smokes religiously, you don't care? Oh, I don't mind. You're like, get in my hair. I, I don't, don't give care. a shit. <laughs> he's, wow. He's, he's, you know, he's, 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 he's a good looking guy. He's beautiful. She's like, he's beautiful. Okay. I, I, I think he's fierce. <laughs> he's he is. Fierce. That's he is fierce. That's what Tony and I call guys that are... <laughs> That have yeah, it going no. on, but we are quite into. We just call so, him fierce. So, so we know her. So we know her type, and he, and and he. So for a man, it's that. For a woman, what is it? Honestly, and I say this all the time. For women, I 
don't have a type. I just like, I think I'm a little bit more attracted to women because. So what type of women are you not into then? Because mm. you can't tell me you're into every single type of woman. I don't, I don't know if they're just like, I think with women, I'm more patient where like, if I'm not immediately physically attracted to you, I, I'll still get to know you. And then that attraction can form. Whereas with men, men are kind of trash these days. <laughs> so it's like, if I'm not physically attracted to you immediately, I'm not going to waste my time because your personality probably isn't that great either. You know? So with women, there's no, uh, <laughs> I mean, I typically like women with like tattoos. Okay. Okay. More alternative. Yeah. Kind of, um, not super girly kind of androgynous. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, yeah. um, fashionable in yes. a way yep. have yep. like a sexy flair. Yes. I got to know though, when you meet a guy, mm -hmm. right? Like say you're, you're, I don't know if you're dating or not, but when you meet a guy, how do they feel whenever you tell them that you're into girls as well, that they are, that you're bi? Um, sometimes if they're like, Oh, that's hot. I'm like, all right, well, that's a red flag. See ya. But usually <laughs> <laughs> if they're, if they're just like, Oh, that's cool. Like good for you. Then I'm like, okay, cool. I respect that. Could you imagine nice. if it was the other way around, by the way? A girl meets a guy, right? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. and then basically the guy's like, by the way, you know, I'm bi. I also mm -hmm. like to hang out, you know, hook up with guys. Could you imagine the woman going, that's so hot? Right? Yeah, that would never happen. No. Ever. It's weird. It's weird that men say that. Like, oh, that's hot. Why? That's, yeah. So do, do you see yourself, like, let's say in the next year, if you had to, I understand you, you know, you may think you're completely closed off, but, <laughs> but I think, you know, there's always a possibility. Um, do you see yourself being with a man or woman? When I picture myself in the future in a relationship, honestly, I don't, I don't know. She sees a ghost. Mm, I see a ghost. She's I see myself because I am not getting back into a relationship until like five years. How long were you in the last one? It was nine months, but it was like. It felt like nine years. Yeah, it was intense. Like we had <laughs> rings. Like it was. We're rings talking, after nine months. It was intense. Wait, with a guy or a girl? A guy. Oh. And do you look like Zayn Malik? <laughs> a little, but really? not really. He had tattoos. His dark hair, dark eyes. Uh, when are, when, okay, so so with tattoos, because you like guys with tattoos, right? And you have a lot of tattoos. I know. Sometimes I'm like, am I just describing myself? <laughs> <laughs> How many tattoos do you probably have? Oh, I have a ton. I have a bunch under here too. I so have what, like 30 here. of them? Probably around there. Okay. If you see a guy with tattoos, are you ever like uh, this, even though he has like, let's say a lot of tattoos, is there certain types of tattoos that just turn you off? Yes. Like what? I don't like super, super colorful tattoos or like- Koi. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to see any more koi. Or like one time or I was dragons. I was seeing this guy. Oh, I hope he never sees this. But he had flame tattoos, like tattooed around his neck. And they were like, like bright red and orange and yellow. And I was just like, I just don't know how I feel about that. To no. each their own. If you're into it, cool. But I'm not. Felt like hot topic. Yeah, on it, was, body. it was a little much for me. <laughs> and then... And then like, what about face tattoos? Oh, I love. You love a face tattoo. I like that look. Like I like the grungy bad boy look. Is there any type of face tattoo where you're just like, no, that ain't right though. I mean, yeah, it's on your face. It's got to be a good face tattoo. Mm. What's a good face tattoo? I mean, like Kehlani has amazing face tattoos. Yeah, she does. She's my ultimate woman crush. Wow. Probably get her number. She followed me on Twitter recently. Oh, well, there you go. I know. Baby she's steps. super cool too. Yeah. I did she an seems event like where she spoke at it and she was awesome. Oh, I love her. Yeah. That's awesome. I got to ask though, since, because we went a little off topic. I want, <laughs> I want to know with you being in the closet, going to Catholic school, like dropping out of high school, did that take a toll on like your mental health? Like, did that take like a big hit? Um, I think dropping out honestly helped my mental health. I was really struggling in school, mostly because I didn't understand what I was feeling because where I grew up, I didn't even know that bisexual was an option. Mm. And so every time I was like attracted to a girl, I kept telling myself, well, I still like guys. So I'm not gay. I can't be gay. I still like guys. Um, and so it was like this internal struggle that just drove me insane. And once I finally moved to LA and there were so many more people that were open with their sexuality and proud of their sexuality, it made me understand myself so much more. So I think if anything, it helped my mental nice. health. I'm, I'm curious, just because you, again, I'm jealous that you get to the option of 
two two different <laughs> genders. Mike, don't you uh, not say, not trying to you know you'd probably have some kids. So it's probably best that you I don't. Even, you if you went both ways. Oh, would I have? I probably, probably have kids. I probably moved to Texas and like raised a family on a lake and like. We would have two or three vacations a that year. That sounded nice, man. That's what I want to do. It's not me, man. I'm like, <laughs> I don't see that happening. I mean, Tony could, do, Tony, that sounds good to too at a certain point. But for me, I'm like, yeah. uh, I don't want to. To live on a ranch? No, with kids. And I like, want to oh. live on a ranch. I talk about it all the time. I want to move to Wyoming. I want to have goats. It's the, it's the best feeling. So, so being that you've had both men and women pursuing you, and I know I'm generalizing, right? <laughs> But from your experience, what was, has there been like a man or woman that just would not take no? Like it was almost like it was so obviously no, you set boundaries and no, it was not going anywhere. No. Have you had both genders not think that no means yes? Uh, I've never had that issue with women, but I've had so many men that just don't take no. Like it's unbelievable. I've like had to threaten restraining orders. I'm not even kidding. There's this one actor. I'll tell you afterwards who it is, but it's like, and he's like well-known, but everybody, all the women in the industry, like, no, like don't talk to him. He's crazy. He will stalk you. It's crazy. I don't understand what goes through men's minds. But none of the women talk about him. Publicly? They won't say his name. No. Why will no women say his name? I don't know. Doesn't it seem weird in today's time though? Like no women want to. I mean, I almost did this year because he was in headlines a lot, but. I'm like this, Mike. I'm like, I'm like, who is it? (laughs) It's pretty easy to guess if you think about the last year. (laughs) So it's easy to guess based upon the last year. Yeah. Actor. Yes. Any other hint? He had an engagement. I love the way you said it. Had an engagement. No longer does. Wow. An actor who had an engagement who no longer does. I don't I don't follow things like that that often. Oh, it was everywhere, you guys. <laughs> oh my no. No. I don't he was engaged and it's all over the news. Do you remember this, Tony? I do not. Oh, God, I don't we don't follow. keep up that much, I, I guess, don't. who's engaged. I really don't. You know what I mean? We I don't know. We well, we can Google well, afterwards and we a, can You were guess. writing a book, so you, there's no way. It <laughs> a little was, occupied. Wait, right? okay, okay. Now, I don't want to push this too far, but you can't give us four names and we guess? No. No. No, it's too much. No. Yeah, we can't we'll go figure, we'll, we'll figure it out yeah. afterwards. We'll I, I believe you. in you. <laughs> I got you. We'll figure it out. We'll talk to you after. So what, uh, what if anything, do you find that you want to improve more in your life? Um... I've been working really hard this last year on just like getting into healthy habits because in the beginning of quarantine, I was doing really bad habits. I was drinking way too much. Mm. I was like, I was blacked out by 2 PM every day. Really? Oh yeah. It was bad. I was in and out of AA. I was like really trying to get a hold of my life. And so from that, I mean, that all stemmed from like a really bad breakup and it was just like the quarantine was happening. My dad was going through a lot. Vodka. I was just downing vodka. Did you care what kind? I, you could have put any alcohol in front of me. I would have vodka. It. You would. So you literally would be drinking all night and morning. Um, or? it would be like, I mean, I, it's all so blurry like that whole month, but it was like, I would start drinking at noon or 2 PM, be blacked out wow. by like 5 PM, wake up at 2 AM, not remembering how I woke up on the bathroom floor. Like it was, oh wow. it was not good. It was not good. Yeah. So I finally kind of like had a realization where it's like, I either keep doing what I'm doing and just destroy everything I've worked so hard for over the last 10 years Mm. and lose the people that I love in my life or like fucking put my big girl pants on and fix this shit. So I started going to AA and all that kind of stuff and got a hold on my life again. And so from then I've just been trying to like implement sober now. Um, I, here and there I'll so you're, drink. You're, 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 you, you go to AA when you feel like you need the down in the trenches help. Yes. Yes. And then you feel like, okay, maybe this had to do with the breakup and I'm not an alcoholic. And yeah, I, I mean, I definitely recognize that I struggle with addiction in certain areas. It runs in my family. And so I definitely try not to drink, but mm. like for my birthday, I'll drink or like if I'm on vacation, I'll have a margarita and shit like that. But I definitely had to pull the reins in and be like, yo, 
There's no reason to be drinking at home alone. There's no reason. Yeah. So, so that's, you're getting out of that habit and you feel like you've gotten out of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm still working on just like trying to eat, like implement healthy habits, like going to the gym every day or staying focused on creative things like painting and just healthy things. Well, what's, what would you say is the, sometimes it's helpful to figure out like what's most unhealthy mm-hmm. to start. I mean, for both of you, what would you say is like the thing in your life today that you think is, and just give it a second and think, right? You don't have to answer right away. But the thing that, and by the way, it could be the conversation you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. doesn't even have to be the action. But what is something that is kind of daily that you know is unhealthy, but you kind of just, it hasn't like blown up. So you can kind of just let it chill, but it lurks, right? Can you, either of you identify anything that just feels unhealthy? on a day-to-day basis? I think mine would be like, I, I generally, generally close myself off from everyone. I mean, that's why I said like, I'm, I stick to myself. I'm kind of a loner. And sometimes I think I do that to a fault where like, I don't really have anyone to reach out to at times when I do need somebody to reach out to because I just self-sabotage and cut people off before they can cut me off. So I think and have you always done that? Um, I think I, I've, spiraled with it in the last year because of quarantine and because of the the breakup I went through. It just felt like everyone was going to leave me first, so I'll leave them. And so that's kind of a habit that spiraled out of control. And now I just stay stay in my little Santa Monica home by myself. Got it. But like part of you knows that's not what you're that's not like your truth, like of how you would live if you're being totally yourself. Yeah. You wouldn't close off and sabotage people. Yeah. It would be, what would it look like? Do you think? I I used to be a very social person. I enjoy being around people. I like going out and doing things, but I think from the breakup I went through, it was really, really traumatic. And it just caused me to have a lack of trust in everyone around me. And then on top of that, my, I've had like two best friends, the one that I was living with years ago, I came out to, and she was like, she, she was the first person I came out to. She knew I was by for four years. We were living together. And then one day when I asked her to pay rent, she said, well, actually, I think you're going to hell because you're bisexual and I'm moving back across the country. So I've had like really big people in my life just dip out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's caused me to just be like, I just don't even want to get too close. Get too close to people. And, and are you close with your family? Extremely. But they live far away, right? Yeah. And so you have a pretty small group of people. You've been in kind of this, uh, you went through a breakup at the beginning of quarantine, which I'm sorry you went through that because that was a hard time period, right? For everyone. And then you've had some experiences where you feel like people have essentially abandoned or left you, right? Mm -hmm. And the pain of that sucks. But then at the same time, you don't want to sabotage potentially good and great people yeah. because there's also a lot of people that maybe wouldn't abandon you, right? Yeah. Um, and so I wonder what, and I'm going to ask Tony what, what you're, you know, I think kind I can of. honestly like agree with you. I think the fact that I choose when I want to talk to people and when I don't, like when I want to communicate with people and I feel like I, sh- I try now to, there's good people in my life that come try to communicate with me and I don't give them the time of day, which is kind of fucked up. And I feel like I need to, yeah. like they're, they're honestly good people because I've had close people to me and now these people are MIA and I'm just like, damn, like I focus so much on these people that I, I forgot about them. Yeah. The other people that are, that have been trying to contact me and that actually support everything that I do. Mm-hmm. So I think now more than ever, I'm like, call them see how they're doing. They call you all the time. Like just make that phone call, send that text out. Like today I sent my friend a text where I've been kind of like ducking and dodging. And now I'm like more open to her where I'm like, Hey, I hope you have a good day today. Something as simple as that, where I'm like, I don't want to be so closed off because that's, that's not okay. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And in friendships, it can get to where it's about business. Yeah. You know, cause the lines can cross. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having friends you do business with because that makes it actually great. But then if you start to, go through stressors or hard times, or you feel like you can't open up about things because you're doing business with them. That makes it tricky too. And especially in 
the social media culture, influencer culture, mm-hmm. relevance culture, where, um, you know, people give you more attention when you're hot, when yeah. things are really going. And certain people will just give you the love no matter what. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One thing I think, and you both have a piece of paper and pen that's helpful, and we don't take time to really think about, is what I would want you to do, and to your point, Tony, of like, um, because because everyone needs to reconnect in life right now. Yeah. Like everyone, you know, it's it's um, it's why I even said like, hey, I'm putting together this group, yeah. right? Is because I know deep down, everyone has this feeling of like, not a quiet desperation, but like a wanting to belong, but like not knowing how to belong. Yeah. And, and there, the, there are people in our lives for everyone that are pretty cool to us. And sometimes we're like, well, what's their agenda or what's yep. their intention, right? Because of our past, we shut them off. So I'd want you both to write down three people that you feel like would be good just to connect with or to put more energy into. In our life, in my life. Mm. So three, but when I say three people, it could be calling that person. Like, like I can give you an example. I called uh, this woman, my friend Stacy at Disney. She's an executive. Over. I've always liked Stacy, and we were supposed to get lunch like two years ago, and we didn't. And I'm like, hey, I've always wanted to get to know you a little more. Like, I've always liked your vibe. And then we got lunch, and now we're gonna start hanging out. And she's like, cool. There's no um, weirdness. It's just like. There's people we come across that we just, we have to reach out. Yeah. We can't wait for other people. We can't wait for God or universe to just deliver us humans who are going to be perfect. Like, Why not? <laughs> well, is it really a better deal when we get to choose some people anyways? Yeah. I mean, that's like going on blind dating and having no choice. So what I want you to do is write down three people that you think would be a good investment to reach out, connect with grab a cup of coffee, shoot the shit with, even talk to, I find too, a lot of people want to offer wisdom or advice mm-hmm. if they feel like they don't need to do anything for you, but just offer advice. Yeah. People like, we all love helping other people. It gets funky when people are like, can you also post about that? Can you do this? Can you do that? Then it gets funky, right? Yeah. But a lot of people want to help us. That's part of the nature of our life. So Tony, did you write down three? Yes. All right, let's hear your list. Uh, the three people that are on my list, uh, one is my grandma just to, um, I feel like I just need to call her more often. You just don't. If I, I do not as, not as often intentionally as intentionally you don't, I just, I'm like, even if it's a 10 minute conversation, I just feel like I need to just connect with her more because my grandpa just passed away last year. So I feel like it's like something that I, I want to connect with her more. So I definitely, my grandma, um, Someone who I haven't spoken to in over a year, and it's not really a good investment, but it would put a good place in my heart. It would, it would feel good. Is my dad? Mm. Um, he is someone who just does absolutely like absolutely doesn't accept me uh, for who I am. For but being I, gay, yeah, and and has been brutal, right? Yeah, they threatened to like you know practically kill, kill me. Yeah. Um, so I definitely would want to reach out to him. The last time I did was when I got a, a really big brand deal for Bud Light and I called him here and uh, he didn't pick up and I left him a voicemail, but I got emotional, but I, I would, that's someone who I would just want to just connect with just to say, Hey, like I'm still alive. I'm still here. I, I still care about you. Um, and my sister, I feel like my sister just had two kids, but I feel like I can, connect with her more to let her know that I'm always going to be here for moral support. Um, those are three people that I feel like I need to connect to. Cool. How about you, Andrea? Um, I feel like the only people I really do talk to on a daily basis are my family. So mine are just like people that 
have been friends in my life that just kind of drifted naturally, mm. but were good relationships and good friendships that I, there's no bad blood, no falling out that I just need to put the work in to reconnect. So those are my three. So you have different. three names on there and are they yes. different types of people? Or are they? Yeah. One is, um, a girl who was my manager for like five years. We were like best friends, sisters. Um, but she moved to Pennsylvania, but she just moved back to LA. Mm. So I really want to reconnect, but it's Isn't just... that crazy too, when you can spend so much time with people and then if the business relationship ends, it doesn't mean that the friendship has to end. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes we make them transactional. Yeah. But like, we always got along. So why wouldn't we be friends? Right? Exactly. Yeah. So I really want to make the effort to reach out to her. And then the other two are just friends that I've had for years. And then Things happen, people grow in different ways, different directions that I just want to reach out to. And those feel safe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those Good don't people. feel like you would have your trust broken. Oh, no. Or... They're not in the industry at all. Gotcha. Which is always good. <laughs> yeah. And there's no romance involved. Oh, anymore. God. No, no, no. <laughs> Yours seems a little more intense, Tony. Yeah. With like your dad, because it seems like what would your expectation be? He wouldn't want to talk. I mean, I can call him, but he wouldn't. Give it the time of day. But yet again, none of my siblings have contacted him. So he's just MI on everybody. Like more me, obviously, like when my, um, the divorce was official with my, my parents, um, he decided to go to Mexico and all of my siblings, it's worth, it's six of us. They all, all five of them went to go say bye to him. And I called him and he didn't pick up and I texted my brother. I'm like, Hey, like I'm, I'm in town. I'm actually 15 minutes away, like I can stop by. And he was just like, I think it's best if you don't. So like, I was the one person that wasn't able to like see him before he left to Mexico. I think he's back now, but it's just like, I don't know. It's, you know, it's a tech. I'm, I'm impressed by you because I feel like, you know, like we all cope <clears throat> with life in different ways. Right. And from your dad to also your mom, not accepting you for a long time. Like a lot of people would use that as an excuse to completely be like, I'm going to like fuck up my life. I'm going to act out party. I'm going to go with these people who party, who accept me, right? Like that's like a common thing. But the fact that you've like not done that is impressive because I can't imagine what it would be like to have parents not be cool with, with something that you can't change. Exactly. I got to ask. I mean, I know Mike, your parents accepted you. Well, how about your parents? Were they like? My parents, I, I always knew they would accept me, but growing up Catholic, I was still so, so, so afraid to come out to them. I actually did it over text because I didn't have the balls to do it even on the phone. Um, but of course they were super accepting. They're both very, very creative people. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, they're very accepting. And since coming out, my sister also came out as bisexual mm. and they've, They've just like learned a lot and wanted to understand and have totally changed their views on a lot of things with the church. They said they disagree with a lot of stuff. So Damn. baby steps, That's but awesome. yeah. Well, we have the universe decide sombrero. Ooh. So you're going to pull out two questions and answer them. Okay. Where's the universe? Oh, here it is. So this is the universe. It's <laughs> not a sombrero. Well, it's it's a fishing hat. We'll say it's, it's a not. bucket. It's a fishing it's hat. It's not a Have you seen a sombrero before? I mean, I bought it. Remember, I bought. Okay, so I was recording my audio book for my last book, One Decision, and I went to like what was it, an AMPM or Seven Eleven? AMPM. And I went in there, and I found this hat, and I put it on, and like. I couldn't believe how much sun is protected by oh, wearing yeah. this thing. And I started saying to Tony, I think I'm going to just start wearing these hats all the time, <laughs> but I haven't, but it was so, remember I was like walking around for a while with yeah. this hat on. I was like making content with that. It was a moment for you. <laughs> yeah, no, because I didn't realize like how much sun is blocked. Like you're, oh, yeah. you're walking around with an umbrella on your head. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so here are your universe. You pick two. You never know what it's going to ask you. I'm scared. Okay. Let's see. If the voice inside your head was some kind of character, what would the character look like, sound like, and say? Ooh. Ooh. I always think the voice in my head is me, but then I'm also like, maybe it's not. Um, I would hope a cool, cool character like tattoos, 
maybe a little bit like Zayn Malik if it's a guy. <laughs> maybe we bring it to life. <laughs> I don't know. What would yours look like? Um, oh, well, mine's a wizard. Of course, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my, my character is definitely a wizard and uh, he casts spells and hangs Ooh. out and he wears colorful clothing. It's way better than Zayn yeah. Malik. Yeah. I got like wizard here. Ooh. Yeah. My bike, you know, Nico Hurtado is uh -uh. It's like a tattoo artist. He oh, does nice. like realism stuff. Yeah. He's been on the podcast. So mine's a wizard. What would yours be, Tony? I don't know. I feel like mine would be like, he'd be a little crazy. Not Waldo. <laughs> No. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> nah, Gumby? He'd be, he'd be a little crazy. He'd be like fun. He'd be tall, but he would <laughs> also be, be he would also be very good looking. So of course. Of course. There it is. There it is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I literally like look like an old dude with a fisherman hat on. <laughs> uh, who's been the worst influence on you in your life? Ooh. That is such a good question. Who's been the worst influence? I mean, there's been so many bad influences in LA. I feel like it's so easy to fall into bad influence in LA. Um, I had an era where I was like 20, about to be 21. Mm. And it was like, we knew all the club promoters and we were in the club every night and just like doing dumb shit, a lot of drugs, a lot of endless nights. So I think just that crowd maybe was the worst influence. I really just kind of fell apart there for a good six months when you did drugs like drugs were the worst influence yeah like partying all the time like non-stop what were you I, partying with um it, we were doing coke i was doing molly like damn. dumb shit why do you say damn because i because i i'm just i'm i'm like very clean can I don't you tell really them do. that one story or no you don't want to tell it oh i just had like a really bad experience in in vegas a couple years back where um and I think it did. I, I feel like everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Or I I did coke and I did. Uh, I was in a couple lines. Like it was my second time ever trying it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was with like you know these these bodybuilders. Yeah. I was I was filming out there and I was with these massive guys who take it like it's candy. Yep. And uh, there was a point where towards the end of the night, right before we went to the club, it was like, all right, well we we all feel great. Let's all pop a molly. And I was just like. Am I good? Like I knew I was, I I marked on my on my on my arm how many lines I did. Yeah. The next day I woke up and it was like a good twelve to fifteen, and then on top of that I did the molly. Oh my god! And so then it just like I just had the worst trip. Yeah. Like I remember um like the next day I had DM someone who I had seen that night where I was tripping. Yeah. And uh, they had DM me saying that you look like you were a crackhead. I felt so bad for you. And I just, I remember that night, like if it was like the worst night, I thought I was going to get arrested. Yeah. I thought I was going to go to jail. Like I was so scared. Yeah. And so since then I haven't, like anytime that I drink, mm -hmm. if I do drink, I, I feel like a sense of like, um, anxiety. Yeah. And so even if I, even just whenever people talk about doing drugs, I get like anxiety. Like I feel like, Oh yeah. my God. Like to me, it's like, it's scary yeah. because you oh, don't 100%. know what can happen. Oh yeah. Or you don't know what you're consuming. Like what if it's not? I had a night similar to that with Molly where I accidentally took enough Molly for like six people. I mean, oh it was like horrible. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't go to bed till like 7 a.m. We were like walking around in the streets of L.A. at like four in the morning trying to find food. It was like just horrifying. And then from that, I was like, I'm just never doing that again. Never in my life am I going to put myself through that again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had some real bad ones too. <laughs> but like, I mean, with lines, I would, I would always get a flashlight out. Cause I thought some of it fell on the floor. So I'd be trying to find oh like dust god. bunnies. <laughs> I literally snorted dust bunnies. I'm sure. Oh my God. But I had this one experience where I did GHB and drank mm -hmm. and you're not supposed to mix the two. Yeah. I mean, and ketamine, like I'd like mix them. Oof. And I remember my, at the time my brother was partying, my older brother. And we were hanging out with stripper women. It was like, like a few guys and all like, honestly, like club stripper, like hot girl women. And I remember I kept throwing up and I was like, I don't know what's happening to me. And then I woke up next to me with a woman. I still remember she was a redhead, like playing with herself. And I was like, this is like the worst, oh like, mo because I'm like, what is going on? 
what the heck is going on? You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm laying in bed, this other chick's next to me in bed. And I'm like, you know, that, that, that this is a little off, you know, I know for a lot of people, they would be like, that's amazing, bro. (laughs) Like for me, I was like, what what have I done? done? Like what is going on here? How did I get here? But it's, you know, like we, we, it's interesting how, uh, we all like when we go through dark times, like we want to escape in whatever way it is. Like, yep. you know, whether it's isolating, sabotaging drugs, alcohol, you know, but definitely the people we surround ourselves with dictate so much of how much our life opens up yeah. or closes out. Yeah. And I think when we hang out with people who party a lot and are about the lifestyle, from my experience, we're more likely to get hurt. Yeah. Because we're more likely to deal with people who aren't rational all the time, logical all the time, balanced all the time. And so, I mean, I think that could be a good indicator for you in terms of like, you know, who are just the party people and. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Do you think they had an influence on your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I unfortunately give in to peer pressure pretty easily. And so when I was freshly 21. She she hangs out with like two people. (laughs) I had to really cut everybody off. Like a clown walks down the street and is like, hey girl, do you want to try some candy? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Sure. Is that peppermint? That looks good. (laughs) Like Benny White. Benny White. Oh, what? She totally is that naive, right? No, I, I really used to be that naive. And so I really had to weed people out. And like now my very best friend is like a year sober nice. and a lot of people in my life are sober. So it's a lot easier to not fall back into that rabbit hole. Come yeah, through sobriety. Sure. Right? I said, come, come through, through sobriety. sobriety. Yes. Well, listen, I, I loved having you join us today and where can everyone kind, kind of find what's going on with you that's most recent and follow your music. And- Twitter, Instagram, it's all Andrea Russett, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you prefer. And your latest song is? It's called Freezing and it's my favorite song I've ever made. It drops on June 18th and it's June a banger. 18th. It's a banger. It's a banger. Okay, I'll have to make it, are you, is it gonna be on TikTok too? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to do a TikTok, we have to do a TikTok mm-hmm. video to Freezer. I have a new TikTok video out, I think it's a hit. It's called Sword Fight. <laughs> Um, it's kind of like a gay anthem that I'm trying to create. <laughs> so I may teach you the sword fight dance after this, and then we can post on TikTok. Oh, I have if you're down. no rhythm, but I'll try. <laughs> oh, you I'll don't try. need for you don't need some for this <laughs> okay, dance. Good, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for checking in. Talk to you soon. Make sure you click and subscribe. Follow Andrea Russet on all social media platforms, and keep it magical. Bye. The Always Evolving with Coach Mike Bear podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional, medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnoses, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professionals.